my name is Todd Adams. This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. So glad you joined us. This is episode number 175. What is Zen Parenting Radio, you may ask? It is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom. That's you, sweetie. Mm Mm-hmm. And a logical and practical dad, that's me. We have three daughters, ages 6, 9, and 11, and our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. And don't ever forget that the best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. So we had some ideas for the show, and you just totally threw me a curveball, but it's a good curveball. Um, my sweetie and I have- Who an, threw you a curveball? You did. Oh, Okay. My sweetie and I have an interesting relationship with my desire for music, and I love Pink Floyd. And there are some Pink Floyd songs that you adore, like um, On the Turning Away. Mm-hmm. We could do another show on a, on the Turning mm-hmm. Away. Uh, but you just walked in and you said, let's do a show on the song Mother. Mm-hmm. And we're also going to talk about conscious parenting. So for this show, we are going to talk about how the song Mother relates to conscious parenting. And I think it's, uh, I was listening to music yesterday um, which, you know, one thing I used to love to do, I'm sure many of you can relate, is to either be in my car and listen to music or just to sit and listen to what was at one time a Walkman and then a Discman and then an iPod, you know, whatever, and just listen to music and just sit there and relax. And I just don't do that much anymore. So that was a Mother's Day gift to myself. And one of the songs that came on, which is uh, is Mother, it's Natalie Maines' version of Mother. Natalie Maines was the... Uh, lead singer of um, Dixie Chicks. And so obviously Todd and I are very clear that this is a Pink Floyd song and we actually saw the wall at Wrigley Field. Yeah, we saw Roger face to face. We did. And we had, it was one of the best shows. It was the best show I've I've ever ever seen. Um, Mostly because of the message he's trying to send through the wall, which when I, you know, listened to the wall way back when, and obviously Todd was a bigger fan than I, but it was a big part of my high school history too. I didn't understand what he was trying to say. Right. And now as an adult, it's a very powerful um, message. message. Yeah. And mother is a wonderful teacher for conscious parenting because our friend um, Shafali is going to be on... Shafali Sabari. Shafali Sabari is going to be on Super Soul Sunday this Sunday. Yep. And so what Todd and I kind of have a feeling is going to happen after she is on Life Class and on Super Souls, people are going to be talking about conscious parenting. And we're going to try and figure out ways to talk about it in a very... Um, understandable way because here's the thing conscious parenting is not another technique technique for parenting it's not a technique it's right. a way of life as todd will tell people we don't really we're not zen parenting radio we get you in as parents but we're not really trying to yeah this is a self-help this show. is a, this is about how to have you live a better life this is called a bait and switch <laughs> And then when you feel good about what you're doing and who you are, you pass that on to your kids naturally. Mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we're not interested in teaching about timeout and stuff like that. We really want you to understand, want you to wake up to how beautiful life is. That's right. Um, yeah. And I have friends that I would love for them to hear my show, but because it's called Zen Parenting Rare, they say, oh, I don't have any kids. And I'm getting better at explaining that it's really not about you kids. You don't have to have kids. And you can be a grandparent or you can be, we've had, you know, teenagers who've said they listened or my students who, you know, my college students listen. It's relevant. It's universal principles that are relevant to every aspect of your life. But I feel like with parents, it's such a wake up call because you're raising a child and they mirror who you are. And so you start to see yourself differently. So it's a wonderful door. 
um, it's an easier way. It's a more uh, uh, open-minded way, open-hearted way of recognizing yourself, becoming self-aware, and helping your child be aware of themselves. So, so, so some housekeeping notes first. Okay. Uh, one is there, it, there's a chance we might talk about another blog called Five Important Things Women Don't Know About Men. Kathy's saying no. We're not going to have time. I guarantee um, you. If we don't, we'll get to it next okay. week. Okay. Um, and then we also want to talk about our awesome partner, Dr. John Kelly. Yes. He's a dentist, and uh, we just struck this partnership with him in the last few weeks, but I've known him the better part of my life, over 30 years. His dad actually did all the dental work for me. And um, to say that his ideas and principles are in alignment with ours would be an understatement. Yeah, and the thing is, is this, this is not your everyday dentistry. Um, he is... He is he does yeah. comprehensive dentistry. Thank you. That's the word I'm always looking for. Comprehensive. So, so it's, it's not more. about filling cavities because yes. that's what I thought it was. And then as I'm learning to understand his business, he does everything and not everything like he fixes stuff. He understands the root and the cause of certain things. He, his goal is to bring alignment mm-hmm. to dental because what's going on in your mouth and your teeth affects every aspect of your body. And you may say, how is that? It's like, He talks about breathing passages. He talks about attention. He talks about sleep. Mm-hmm. He talks about how dental is all connected to that. And it could affect your children's behavior. It could. I mean, there's a lot of different things. So you're going to be hearing a lot about Dr. Kelly in the next few months, but I do want to give you his uh, his website, which is chicagodentistonline.com, and his phone number is 773-631-6844. He's located on the northwest side of Chicago. He has patients coming in from Wisconsin and Indiana and everywhere because else. Because he's so specialized. He's, uh, he's very good at what he does. So uh, check them out. So um, we're done with that. So let's start talking about this song. Go ahead and start it. All right. So I don't know if we're allowed to do this, but we're just going to... Well, we're going to try and play pieces of it. We're not going to be able to play the full song in its entirety, but we're going to try and play pieces because for any of you who are fans of this song, or if you've heard this song before, it might bring some awareness to what Todd and I talk about. So why don't you start it? And here we go. Mother by Nat, uh, by Roger Waters, but or Pink Floyd, but Natalie Maines is singing. So here we go. So this is the instrumental part, sweetie, so we can talk over this part. But it's so lovely, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. All right. Mother, do you think they'll drop the bomb? I hope not. Sorry, I'm ruining it. Mother, do you think they'll like this song? Mother, do you think they'll try to break my balls? First, first chorus. So first, first, first thing I want to say is a part that we wanted to play, but it didn't sound great, was we, we had found a YouTube clip of Natalie Maine singing this with Ben Harper at, a, it was a Grammy show, or like a pre-Grammy show, right. it wasn't on right. a televised, but one thing that she said when she started the song was that when she chose this for her album, because it came out on her album about a year ago, that her mother was offended that she had chosen this song, because obviously there's some parts of the song that you know, um, but that she did not choose it because of her mother. That was not her intention. It was because she is a mother of sons and she was 
playing this for herself. So she became aware of how we can harm our children unintentionally. Which is the key. Which is the key because, um, so just to start with that, you know, dropping the bomb, do you think they'll like this song? Do you think they'll try and break my balls? This, um, the whole, it's a child asking these questions about fear, about I'm afraid of what could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think people will embrace me? Do you Mm -hmm. think people will like me? Do you think people will try and break me down? Do you think people will try and take away who I am and my spirit? And his last question is, I could really get sad about this song. I'm having a hard time. Oh, no. (laughs) Hold on. Maybe this will help. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. We should have Tom Hanks say, there's no crying when you're talking about the wall and conscious parenting. Here's my thing. Just real quick. Mother, should I build a wall? Yeah. That is, that's so connected to, because this is Roger Waters kind of telling a semi-autobiographical story about himself. The wall represents, and we'll probably get into this as the song goes on, from a boy's perspective, not yeah. from a pers- female, ma- from a boy's perspective, we are constantly building walls. We're trying to protect ourselves from emotional vulnerability. So he's asking his mom, is this wall going to serve me? Should I put up my defenses, my barriers? Should I put up, um, should I put on my mask? Should I pretend to not care? Exactly. Should I shut down my emotion? Right. And he's asking, should I? And because all these things are scaring me and all these things are real, what I need from you is to know. Love, support, nurturing. Yes. And so anyway. There we go. Mother, should I run for president? Mother, should I trust the government? second verse. So obviously a lot of what the wall is about too is talking about war. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that this starts to, you know, create that story, but we can metaphors, speak of, I was going right. to say, it's not just about literal war, it's metaphorical. And, you know, you know, first question, should I trust authority? Should Or mother, know, should I run for president? Or That's... should I be the authority? Mm, interesting. Because I was going to say, should I shine? Should, yeah. I, I, I interpret that lyric as... Should I shine? Can I be limitless? Because as parents, we want our, par- our kids to fly with wings. That's so right. I interpreted that differently than you did. Well, and I think they're both true. Right. I think that it can be about, am I worthy of mm-hmm. this status? But is this also a worthy status? Right. You know, like, is this, should I, can I be an authority figure? Should I be an authority figure? And do I trust authority figures and are authority figures necessary? You know, it's, I mean, these are questions of a child about what, what what should I believe about the world and what should I trust about the world? And the, and the bottom line is there's no simple answers. And, you know, will they put me in the firing line, you know, meaning will they take care of me or am I going to be another, right, victim. you know, a victim of right. this? Um, and, you know, is is it a waste of my energy and time to even get become 
vulnerable, piece of conscious. This. Exactly. Right. Um, well, what I think about is, um, first of all, Roger Waters is very political and mm-hmm. he, he makes no qualms about it. No. And he does say question the government because yes. the government does a, a lot of bad things. And, right. You know, we have a little more balanced approach than that. Yes, meaning he's, yeah. he's very serious. But it makes, makes me think, I don't know if it's a George Carlin skit or just kind of something in his book, but he was always taught to question everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I feel like me as a parent, I don't do that enough with my kids is, oh, because it's in the newspaper means it's true. That's not true. I And I disagree that we don't do that. I feel okay. like I sometimes do that too much where, you know, the girls and I will, and again, I'm doing it in a much lighter way. Right. Meaning Maybe it's, mine's a, it's, not a, so harsh. it's a cover of a magazine right. and they'll say, look at Oprah on that magazine and what's wrong? And I'm like, girls, none of that mm-hmm. is real. Just because it's published doesn't mean, and they learned a lot of that because when they were really into Taylor Swift, right. there was all sorts of, and they're like, why are they saying these things? I'm like, girls, this is all a media right. gets attention. So, and sometimes, you know, there, there needs to bring in a balance of, but there mm. is journalism right. that is worth our time that keeps us focused. But these are pieces. You need to, you need to differentiate. Yes. You need to distinguish between it because I'm victim of that too. Like I'll read a Time Magazine article and be like, oh, wow, that's that's amazing. That's interesting. And I don't think for a second, maybe the writer is skewed. Maybe he's using statistics that were skewed. You know, there's Maybe he used to work for this company. Maybe he's being paid by the people right, to like write Even this. Brian Williams. I love Brian Williams, but like he's sometimes he's pushing pills. And I know that a lot of the medical pharmaceutical pharmaceuticals companies. own the network. Sure. So I, I, I don't know. I, I, well, let me give you an example, real life example, because that's what we're trying to really give everybody is the other day, my daughter was talking about a boy was telling her about why he got into a fight. Mm-hmm. And he was explaining to her, these are the reasons I got into a fight. And I did this. Yes, I hurt somebody, but this is what they did to me. And I'm the only one who got in trouble. And therefore it's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And she came home and told me the story. She's like, can you believe that? Right. And I said, Jace, he's telling you his version of the story. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's wrong because right. that's his perspective. But if you were to hear the perspective of somebody else, they would tell you their version. And it's not about deciding who's right and wrong. It's about understanding why they're telling you what they're telling you and what feels right to you. Like right. what, or it's a good teaching. What, how would you have handled that? Right. You know, do you think that just because this happens, it's okay to hit mm-hmm. or do you, And it just brings – that's the thing why people say the older they get, the more questions they have. Mm -hmm. Because what happens when you're young is you want to be black and white. The more I know, the less I understand. So are you singing Don Henley? Yeah. You don't like Don Henley. I don't, but I think I like that song. What's the name of that song? song? Uh, Heart of the Matter. Oh, I thought it was End of the Innocence. No, Heart of the Matter. It's the one about forgiveness. I'm trying to get down. To the heart of the matter. But that's the truth, is the reason why the more we become self-aware, the more we recognize we have no idea. Mm-hmm. And that's freedom. Right. Because then you quit trying to control and tell everybody why they're right and wrong. And, you know, as kids, there's a natural wanting to know black and white, yes or no. And, and there are some things that are more defined. Right. No, you can't run in the street. Right. Um you know, no, you can't skip breakfast. You know, there's things that... There's boundaries, there's structure, there's rules that we have to live by. But we have to help them stay, because their hearts are wide open. And that's, again, what this song is about. Should I close my heart? And their hearts are wide open, and we have to figure out a way for them to stay aware, but open-hearted. We did a show a year or two ago on The Breakfast Club. Yes. And Ali Sheedy says to Emilio Estevez, he says to her, oh my God, am I going to turn into my parents? And she's like, it's inevitable. And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, when you grow old, your heart dies. Your heart dies. So my goal is to make sure my three daughters' heart doesn't die. Right. 
and, and, and it's that, so easy to let that happen. Well, and, and we teach them that, and which is the next verse, which is Should the most to touching one to me. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Hush now, baby, baby, don't you cry. Mama's gonna make all of your nightmares come true. What a song. I know, man. I mean, and that verse is like the most touching one to me. Because, so let's break it down. Well, first I want to say that something that Todd mentioned is when he was younger, he couldn't figure this song out because sometimes the mother- it's Different messages. The mother was good and sometimes the mother didn't make good choices. And that's it, that's life. everybody. Right. That's life. There is it's, no- we, I, I so want to turn it into black and white. Yeah. Is this a song about a good mom or a bad mom? And it, it took me years. I mean, as an adult- thinking about the lyrics of the song is what is he saying? Because mom is going to make all your nightmares come true. Mom is going to put all of her fears into you. Mom is going to keep you right here under her wing. She won't let you fly, but she might let you sing. It's And mom is going to keep you cozy and warm. Right. Like, and it's all, it stems from love, but it's not aware. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, I want to bring back why we're talking about this. This is what conscious parenting is. Are you aware of why you're doing what you're doing right. and the effects it can have? And make your nightmares come true and put my fear or put you know her fears into you. That is what we do as parents. And do we do that because we think we're protecting them? Always, you know, like what the stories I hear, and I can go extreme to to very light, but you know, the parents who say, "If you're out of my sight, someone's going to steal you." Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, that is not true. Right in the zero point zero 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 one percent chance, but what you're telling a child to be afraid keep, of the world to control them someone will steal you. And that's your fear because of all the news media you watch and all the books you read. So you're putting that on them. Also, wait, you're shy. That's not okay. I need to teach you how to not be shy. I'm going to put my nightmares and my fear into you because I had a bad experience. I am not aware of the baggage I'm carrying. That's called giving your kids the bags that you should be carrying for yourself. And healing yourself. Right. The thing is, is that what we do is there's no way to be like completely clear of everything. Like there are still things that come up in me where I get really afraid and my work isn't, oh, I can't look at that or or, I should be rid of this. My work is, yes, Mm -hmm. that's part of me, but that's not the truth. Right. That when that comes up in me and I feel a lack of self-worth or I get afraid because my child is going to ride her bike down the block when she's perfectly developmentally appropriately, right. you know, it's totally fine for her to do that. And I get afraid. I have to calm myself instead of put it on her. Friday night or Saturday night, um, we were on the front porch having fun with our neighbors, Jerry and Noreen, mm-hmm. and the our two older girls and Owen wanted to go down the block to um, the, yeah, to to the, the field, field to because they had a telescope and they wanted to get a better view of the stars with the telescope. It's literally right down the block. Now it's pitch dark. Yes. It's dark. Uh, we live in a really good neighborhood, yes. but it's also very dark. With a lot of people we know on the street. Your initial impression was... Well, they, I, my first thought was they said, can we go down the street? Um, we, you know, Like Todd said, we want to look at the stars. I said, just go across the street mm-hmm. or just, I would like to be able to see you. I said, go to the park, then mm-hmm. I can see you. And then they said, no, we really want to go out there. And I said, well, 
I kind of said, let's talk to your dad because I need – that's something I do too is when I feel like I may not be clear. And I totally go back to my childhood and I don't know if this is fair, right, wrong. I don't know what it is. But when I was eight, mm-hmm. I was going all over the place. My parents had no idea where I was. But not at pitch black. You bet it was. Really? Absolutely. Oh, now, I we had to stay in our home. neighborhood. Okay. But that's – we're – down the block, I could yell and okay. they could listen. True. So my tools were, number one, defer to Todd, not because he was the end-all, be-all authority, you but were, help me. Yeah, yeah. Am I not being fair here? Right. And then my other tool was, Cameron, go get a flashlight. Mm-hmm. Because if you do feel like, you know, it, it is dark, yeah. That those were the tools. And so instead of me putting all of my heaviness on a very light situation, mm-hmm. That's what self-awareness is, is, okay, wait, is this my stuff or is this truth? Is this, you know, and so again, and so many parents can't differentiate because I'll have this conversation with them and they'll be like, yeah, but it's in the news Mm -hmm. or yeah, it did happen. Or yeah, my friend told me it happened. And then as you break down all the stories, you're like, well, wait a second. And, and and bad things do happen, but odds are it's not going to happen to you. And at what expense is it if you control everything? Right. And that's the thing is we have a false sense of if we control certain things and we have certain rules, nothing's going to happen. And that's not true that's either. That's not true either. Right. What we're trying to help our children understand is that when things happen, they have tools. Yeah. And we are going to give them the best emotional tools and literal, a right. flashlight, right. to handle a situation. Because if we keep the next line is mama's going to keep you under her wing. Mm-hmm. She won't let you fly, but she might let you sing, meaning she's not going to let you go. Mm-hmm. She's not going to let you go be your own person, but she might let you, you know, do get, a few things. Yeah, get here a and taste there. of it. Get a taste of it. Or she might let you, you know, branch out a bit. But really what that comes down to is that overprotection right. where the choices we're making while they're they feel like they're in love are harmful. Right. And, and if you can get that message, you'll exactly. be a much stronger parent. You know, or I was just talking, you know, another example, I was talking to the BU parents last week because we talked to the BU girls about failure and leadership. And a lot of um, a lot of parents will not want their kids to take a risk because they'll be like, oh, I don't want them to not make the team or I don't want them to try out for theater because they probably won't make it because they're not a good singer. You know, and they're trying to protect them, mm-hmm. quote unquote, but they're not letting them fly. Right. And the thing is, is guess what? They may fail. Mm-hmm. Quote, I'm saying quote unquote fail. But, you know, yesterday on Super Soul Sunday, yes, I watched it. Ariana Huffington was on. <laughs> I know Todd makes fun of me when I I need up. like a clip, um, like a sound bite every time you bring up Oprah. I don't know what it is. You I, I want it to be saying John Travolta. <laughs> or have her saying, get your chai, because that's what she says now. Nobody knows that other than you okay. and a bunch of other Sorry. ladies. But, <laughs> and maybe some men. Some dudes. Um, but what they were talking about is that Ariana Huffington's mom said to her, you know, basically her version of success is you can't, success is not the uh, failure and opposite. Let me start over. Success and failure. Success and failure are not opposites. Mm -hmm. Failure is an essential step to success. And that is what we are trying to teach these BU girls is you've got to put yourself out there. If something feels like you want to answer it, raise your hand. If something feels like you want to try it, do it. And don't put all those stories and fears that other people are giving you on top of your ability to fly. So- um, before we play the next uh, part, I want to talk about our other Dr. Kelly yes. in our lives, mm-hmm. uh, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. Dr. Kelly, she's awesome. You were going to say well, something? She's doing something really cool in her office called um, EFT. She's It's called Tapping, Emotional Freedom Technique. And she actually has a group that gets together on Tuesdays. I think they're getting together tonight. When mm-hmm. you listen to this, mm-hmm. May 13th, 
but there's a woman who leads them in emotional freedom technique for kids or adults or both? I think it's for I think it's for adults but I think she also does it for kids does too she? at some point you know but I parents can teach their kids which again what is it do you know um yeah it's a way it's an energy release mm. EFT is a way it's kind of like acupressure it's like acu um it's another way to release stored energy or blocked energy. And the beautiful part of it is you can do it on your own mm -hmm. through tapping, through tapping certain meridians mm -hmm. on your body. And it sounds wacky. But it sounds wacky, but if you run around the block, that releases energy that's too. Right. So why is this any different? And that's the thing is this is a literal technique that has been shown to work with people with chronic illness, mm -hmm. with chronic pain, with issues with stress. I mean, why wouldn't we want to share this? So it's just another reason to love Dr. Kelly yeah. and to go to her office and check it out and get chiropractic care and all yeah. that good stuff. So 630-941-8733, chirotree.com. All right. Are we ready for the next line? Here we go. Sorry, I just I'm I'm lost like, in this song. I know, and it's a great song, and and it, but it goes That's on a big for line. a little bit. That's a big line. That's a huge line. Of course, Mama's going to help you build this wall where you put on your mask and you pretend to be someone you're not, and you get afraid because you have to be like me. Mm -hmm. I need to. Here's what I hear from parents: I need to toughen my kid up for the world. Right. And if you guys, you you may know this quote, but I'll say it anyway: We don't need to toughen our children up for the world. We need to help our kids stay open so they can go out and create a better world. Mm -hmm. We keep trying to like hurt. We got it backwards. We got it backwards. And we, our children are the ones who are going to go out and live in this world. We Do we want to make them harsh and tough? And the thing is, is you will say, well, that's going to keep them safe. No, it doesn't. Right. What that does is that hurts their ability to have relationships, to find a job they love, to be able to be a kind and compassionate person. It will turn into bad habits. Bad habits, numbing out. Um, you know, that's where, where does, what is numbing out? It is an, it's, I don't want to feel my emotions. I can't deal with pain. I can't even deal with joy. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I use shopping. I use sex. I use alcoholism. Mm -hmm. So my point is, is that some of these stories that we have that we haven't even questioned, and of course you need to give your children, it's not about go out with a full open heart with no awareness. Right. You have to understand there are people that can hurt you. So have some tools to ask for help mm -hmm. or to know your own boundaries and limits. Again, this is within reason. Um, but again, conscious parenting is being aware of who your child is and how to let them fly. Well, and my interpretation of what you just said is, um, I've said this many times on this show, but I think it bears repeating, the world is going to give them the lessons. Absolutely. We don't have to artificially, synthetically create the lessons for them. My hope is that when the world throws them a curveball, whatever, knocks them down to the ground, that when they come home, they know they're going to be loved regardless of whether, they not, whether or not they succeed or fail, fail or anything else. And that's what natural consequences is. The irony is there's a lot of parents who, even though natural consequences are so effective, who will not even allow that to occur because they're so worried about their child. But if your child forgets their paper and it's due that day, maybe you should allow that mm -hmm. to happen, right. that they is it is late right. and they don't get to turn it in. 
and then they come home and the natural consequence is how they feel mm-hmm. and you know that experience but you allow that to occur so they can learn that way so you don't have to create that you don't have to make that happen hide their paper so it's late so then they experience it but you have to allow them to quote unquote fail right. or and then you are there rather than to make it all better and to go call the teacher to support them. Well, and sometimes uh, a parent might allow for natural consequences and then it helps for a little bit, but then they make the same mistake again. And then the parent will say, well, natural consequences don't work because mm-hmm. they did it again. The lessons will keep coming. The lessons will come in different forms. Is uh, I can't even remember where this came from, but basically sometimes if you haven't learned something, you'll get the same lesson in different pants. Right. It'll show up looking completely different, right. but the core of it is the same. Mm-hmm. And there are times when if your child is doing something repetitively, the question isn't how do I teach them a lesson? It's tell me what's going on mm-hmm. because I'm watching this and instead of figuring out a way to punish them, right. figure out a way to connect with yeah. them because they're trying to communicate something right. that they're unable to say. Right. So, again, go on. Mother, do you think she's good enough? You know, and again, this is very, it can be very literal, Mm -hmm. you know, about, you know, he's growing up and there's this girl I'm interested in. And, and what do you think, you know, getting her opinion, which is a, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's when the opinion of mother becomes more important than what you feel. There is a lot of parents out there just, um, you know, we'll we'll switch it here. A lot of uh, dads who with their daughters, you know, there are certain boys that, you know, you can't see this boy or I'm going to prohibit certain things. Shotgun over the fireplace. Yeah, the the, no one's going to see my daughter, touch my daughter, whatever. And again, Todd and I have said this a number of times, but for both mothers and fathers, understand that what we're helping them with is making these choices on their own. Right, independently from you exactly and you may say if you're if you have never practiced conscious parenting meaning you've never had these deep conversations with your kid you're starting and they're 16 now and you say well okay i'm just gonna let them go the conversations haven't occurred yet right. and so the first step is talking to them about you know telling them that you think they make good choices mm-hmm. or that you trust their ability to feel what's right for them right. again the ideal is that you start this when your kids are young but sometimes you can't do but that but sometimes you can't do that and starting those conversations and when they say should i wear this instead of saying no wear this you say whatever feels right to mm-hmm. you help them tap into that place because all of those are little practices right. for when they eventually choose a relationship 
And even though we can maybe have input if we're afraid mm-hmm. or, but in the bottom line, we all know this. Right. If we prohibit and say no and set a boundary, guess what they do? They're going to go past they it. They rebel. Yeah. And there has to be a sense of, of back and forth and gray in there. Well, kind of a small example. Mother's Day was on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Mother's Day to you, sweetie. Thank you. And to everybody else as you spill coffee I on know, yourself. I know, I did. Um, I didn't say, like, it's funny. My dad used to say, okay, it's Mother's Day, so we got to go get something for him. Like, I got you a gift, even though it's a gift you wanted. Mm-hmm. So not much of a surprise. And I got you flowers. But I didn't tell these girls, hey, make sure you do something for mom for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And Cameron left something at school. Skylar made a few different things. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I don't know. I don't want to get inside my kids' heads. But it's possible they may like, oh, I didn't really do anything for Mother's Day mm-hmm. this year. And they might... Use that experience for next year or when right. your birthday comes up. Like, I don't want to be the ones to tell them, hey, you must get your mom something for Mother's well, Day. Well, and that's interesting because I hadn't even thought about that, but it, it, because I, Todd and I kind of have this thing where we believe that every day is when we talk about things, every day is when we say, I love you, if that feels right. And so we sometimes forget we're having an anniversary. Right. And I know that sounds crazy to people, but it, that day doesn't mean anything else than another day. Right. And even though I do love my birthday, not necessarily because I want kudos for it, but because I like to celebrate yeah, a celebrate, year. Yeah. That's more for me. But same with Mother's Day, even though it was lovely, like Skyler brought me dandelions, Todd brought home some flowers, and the girls brought it to me. Um, Cameron went out and cut some of my tulips. tulips. And I think it's because she remembered that whatever she made for you at school was at school. Right. So she needed something. And But the bottom line is, is I don't need anything. Right. Like there is nothing. I'm not like, wow, what's wrong with my children? They, there's weird they're hugging me and we're having conversations and exchanging love all the time. So I don't like go three weeks and not connect with them. And then on mother's day, they better show up. Mm -hmm. It's a, it, it's too much pressure for kids and too much pressure for me. I wouldn't want to be like, okay, today, the love I feel (laughs) is dependent on what everybody does. I mean, come on. And the bottom line is I much prefer, like JC came up to me, gave me a hug, said, I love you Mm. and said, you know, like, you know, that's so much better to me than the fact that she went out and spent money on something. And that goes down to love languages. I was going to say, I do want to respect the fact that some people's love languages are gifts. And so that's how they feel it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that person is more shallow either. Everybody has a different... It could be a rock. Right. It's just, they want something tangible. And I don't want to say that that's wrong. That's just not you. That's just not me. Mine is words. Isn't it funny that I would say she said to me yeah um so so point is is that uh those things are not those are not big deals are we ready um did we answer that enough okay i don't know go ahead who knows hush now baby baby don't you cry mama's gonna check out all your girlfriends for you Okay, I love that because of the feel, and when Roger sings it, it's the same way. The words should be kindness, Mm -hmm. but the way the song sounds, it feels scary. Why? 
mama's going to wait up till you get in. You would think that would be a good thing, right? But mama will always find out where you've been. That sounds very threatening. Yeah. uh, And authoritative. Authoritative. Um, And, you know, mama's going to keep baby healthy and clean, which sounds like a good thing. But what she had said in the previous verse is, Mama's not going to let anyone dirty get through. Mm -hmm. And what is dirty? Mm -hmm. See, to everybody has a different, you know, it could be a kid on that side, that side of town. It could be prejudice. It could be, you know, not well, you know, not smart enough, you know, not uh, intellectual enough, not, we have different versions of what we believe not good enough to be. Right. And we start to set up our own limits around our belief system that is probably not true. Do you know? Well, I shouldn't even say probably. If it's going to hurt anyone, it's not. I know something else that's dirty. What? Dirt. That's really bad. That was bad. Now, what's funny is anybody who knows the wall knows that what song does Pink sing later? Comfortably numb. No, he sings Dirty Woman. Ooh, I need a dirty woman. So what does he do? He goes and finds he a dirty woman. He goes and finds a dirty Ooh, woman. Ooh, I need a dirty girl. So my point is, is that when she was being so hypersensitive, mm-hmm. it actually caused him to go in that veer in that other direction. Yeah, you're trying to protect them from something and that's what they're attracted to. That's what towards. they're attracted to because of it. Right. You can't look at it, look at it, you can't see it. You know, it's like the whole idea of, um, and again, this sounds, I don't want to be critical of these choices because people have different reasons, but like never having a TV in your house or saying to your kids, you can never, ever watch TV. You can never, ever do this. Yeah. In your house, that may work. And maybe you're open-minded enough to know that they are going to see it somewhere else. But then the kid... They, of course, they're going to be pushed toward what is this? Right, right. You know, like balance, I want, balance, you know, balance, you've got balance. to figure out a, a way to balance. So, um, so again, like I said, that can sound, you know, I'm going to keep you healthy and clean, but in the way that mom thinks healthy right. and clean is right. not the natural, my interpretation, my not interpretation yours. of healthy and clean. Yeah. All right. Let's... Um, it, it kind of, the next part, cause really we always want to, we just want to get to the last line. There's here. 40 seconds left. So we'll all right, go. let's do it. Are you going to cry? I'm okay, but that's the line that makes me so sad because that's kind of the... That's that's that's, that's like 20 years later. Yes. He's saying, mom, did it need to be so high? And what he's talking about is the wall. The wall. So what ended up, what resulted in this style of parenting, I'm totally making leaps, but no, what resulted in this style of parenting. In this relationship Pink had with his mom. He created walls. A huge wall. Not between him and his mom, between him and the outside world. Yes. It, and, you know, did it have to be so high? Like she, because that's the thing is we have to have that boundary and we have to teach them limits and we have to teach them about being wise, but a a lot of that is it comes from internals. Right. You, if you teach them to trust themselves, they know what's not good for them. Mm-hmm. If you teach them to not trust themselves and only to listen to you, mm-hmm. then they don't know what's good and bad for them. And then going to your point, what does Pink do? His next, besides Dirty Woman, is the one comfortably you said, numb. comfortably numb, which is he numbs out drugs. Yeah, you know, I can't, you know, and that song is a wonderful song, but it's heartbreaking too. So funny because Mother is a wonderful song too, and they're such pretty songs, and the lyrics are. 
I don't know, I was gonna, not depressing, but just... Well, and they feel, that's the thing, is the energy of this song. I mean, think of Natalie Maines' voice is so gorgeous. It's not all bad. Mm-hmm. She, maybe that's the best his mom could do. Right. And now we're talking to a bunch of parents. Right. So your parents did everything they could do. With now it's your turn. Had. It's our turn yes. to evolve and shift and do something different and try new things in the name of love instead of in the name of fear. Instead of the name of fear and helping our kids build walls right. against themselves where they don't, they can't even feel who they are, relationships, the world, and that crazy fear that's so great that they have to become numb. So isn't this, I mean, I, tell you, I, like, talk, I think this is so powerful because this is a way to teach conscious parenting. Yeah. It's not a technique. Right. It's a way of living. It's a way of seeing things. You know, I don't just, you know, I'm not unconscious all the time. And then my kids walk in the door and I become conscious. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to be conscious for myself. All the work that I did, or you, you and I did together some in my thirties, my kids were just babies. And again, I know it was still affecting them. I'm not naive to that, but I'm just now taking everything I learned for myself Mm -hmm. and trying to help my kids understand it and not even understand it understand themselves Mm -hmm. there is no it right i'm not like here's what self-awareness is well and it's funny um in the uh life class that shafali did that you and i were lucky enough to attend yeah look for us in the audience because it's seven o'clock on sunday night and we've been told because it was they played it on the web um we're in it a lot lot, because we're right behind oprah so look for us we'll wave to you um a woman stood up and listened to all of shafali's you know advice and she's like okay I did that. Okay, I connected. I connected. Now what? And and she'll, on the show, hopefully she, um, she'll be able to say it a little bit better than I'm about to, but she's basically saying, if you connected, that is it. That's it. And you're, you're not done, but you've arrived. And, and everything... It, and, and, and we want to like check something off the list. I've connected. Now do I do next? It, there is no next. Right. If I connect... Okay, I've connected, period. So now what do I do when they come home Because late? if you did successfully connect... Everything is fine. Everything. Well, it'll be different. It's or not going to look the 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 thing that I kept saying, and this is visual, and you guys can't see me, but it's like everyone's trying to look at their vision of what how they should parent, and they're trying to put consciousness into it and figure out how it fits. And the thing about consciousness is you've got to completely switch how you're looking at things, and then everything changes. Mm-hmm. Change the way you look at things, and the things you look at change. So you will no longer be sharing the same perspective of, okay, I've connected, check that off. The whole idea of, okay, I'm going to do A, B, C, and D, and it better work. It's totally different. Your child comes home late instead of you're grounded, don't talk to me. It's let's talk about yeah. this. And and because you've built a relationship with them, they respect what you have to say. It doesn't mean they aren't going to occasionally roll their eyes at you and have the normal teenage angst. Don't take this too literally. There's balance. Um, But I have said, you know, even with my daughter who's 11, who's getting some of that. And when I say getting, it's normal. Mm -hmm. She's kind of like, oh, you know, mom, your song or whatever. That's okay. She's supposed to be separating from us. Where I start to intervene is if she's using words or language or being disrespectful in a way that doesn't and here's the language that doesn't feel right, right to me where I go, Ooh, right. that doesn't feel right. But see, there's just so many levels to this. Yeah. But... And we got to go. Okay. Okay. Well, um, that was fun. So here's the thing. Um, our last partner is Avid Company, uh, painting and remodeling throughout Chicago, 630-956-1800. As far as our partner, as far as our own self-promotion, 
um, the Amazon thing, people are clicking on it. Pe- people are doing it. So thank you for that. Basically, on our webpage, zenparentingradio.com, there's a link on Amazon. If you click on there first and then do your shopping, our our company, BU, which is Conscious Living for, what, what's our title? It's a Conscious Living company for helping uh, grown-ups and children live from the inside out. There you go. Thank you. So um, go ahead and do that. You have two books, Self-Aware Parent Part 1 and 2. Uh, you can get that on our website as well. Um, Zenparentingradio.com or kathycadams.com. And I have that men's group. I'm always searching for new blood. So if you're interested, <laughs> uh, comments at zenparentingradio.com. Anything else, sweetie? I think that's it. That was lovely. All right. Thanks, everybody. Everybody have a good week. And now we're done talking. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.